الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My dear brothers, my dear sisters, my respected elders, my young friends. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our nourisher, our sustainer, our creator, our master. We also begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, the final messenger of Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep you all well, and I hope that you are blessed and are well on this final Friday of Ramadan. Inshallah, the weather is beautiful outside, subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through this Ramadan and through this pandemic, has brought us through so many changes, including changes in the seasons changes in his creation on the earth when we got into the situation. When Ramadan even began, we were seeing snow and there were barely any signs of life outside. But subhanAllah, we look outside today and the, the lawns are being mowed, the dandelions are growing, the leaves have grown on many of the trees, the flowers are blooming. SubhanAllah, this is from the sign. These are from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A reminder, a sign every time you look out the window, every time you go outside of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatness of his design, the way he has designed this earth and he has uh, made it to, to come back to life, subhanAllah, in such beautiful ways. These should be all reminders for us, for the believers, when we see the different signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, it is a great blessing of Allah that he has brought us to this um, you know, to, to this uh, 29th day now of uh, Ramadan. And, uh, you know, this is a um, the last, possibly the last uh, day of uh, Ramadan. Um, it is possible that the moon will be sighted tonight. It is uh, unlikely that that will happen. However, there is a possibility that this is the last uh, day, the last day of fasting of the month of Ramadan, Certainly the last Friday. Uh, SubhanAllah, you know, 29 days ago, we embarked on this uh, special journey. And to be honest, I think many of us were not sure how it was going to be. Um, of course, there are unusual circumstances. Many brothers and sisters were concerned about how it was going to turn out, um, how we are going to survive through Ramadan. What is Ramadan going to be like? So there were a number of concerns, uh, questions that we were getting uh, and uh, subhanAllah, the time comes and the time goes. It just seems like yesterday we were uh, you know, planning for Ramadan. We were thinking about Ramadan, going out doing Ramadan shopping or placing our orders. Uh, and subhanAllah, here we are now getting ready for Eid. Uh, some of us were ready. We hit the ground running. Others, uh, others were perhaps slow to start, uh, but have now also warmed up uh, to uh, this, uh, this opportunity. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept 
whatever we have been able to do thus far, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our shortcomings because, you know, it's almost in every situation, and this is ajeeb, it's like human nature, that whenever we go through something, even if we do it successfully, even if we have tried our best, we always, if we think back, we can always find rooms, uh, you know, room for, for improvement. We can always uh, find, almost always, we can find something that we feel we could have done better or we didn't do as well as we should have. And this is actually good because this means that we are looking back at our performance. We're looking at back at how we're doing, not necessarily getting down if we did not do well, but learning lessons from our experience so that we can do even better next time, inshallah. So a believer should always be in the state of, um, uh, you know, in a state of seeking improvement in themselves, um, always aiming for ihsan, for excellence. Uh, we can be excellent in everything 100% of the time. But if we try our best to be in excellent in as many things as possible, then inshallah, we will continue to improve with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, my brothers and sisters, just like this month seems to have gone by in a flash, this pandemic will also seem like a flash. You know, so inshallah, when everything is over and done with, and we have passed through the situation and things go back to normal, then, you know, it will seem like it was just a flash, that it most likely it went back very, very quickly, that it went by very, very quickly. Um, this uh, lifetime, though, will also seem like a flash when we reach our end. So when we, when we, Allah SWT tells us in the Quran, you know, that when people will be brought on the day of judgment and they'll be asked by Allah, how much time did you spend? You know, it will, it will just seem to them like it was a few hours, a few moments, right? So right now it seems like it's long because we're in it. But once we are past something, and I gave you the example previously of a flight, right? So you go on a trip and you're on a long flight and, or in a, uh, you know, in a long car ride. And when you're in that journey, it seems like it is taking forever. It's a very long journey. But once you arrive at your destination and you think back, it's actually most people will not remember exactly what they felt and what they experienced through that journey because it was just a journey. Similarly, this life is just a journey as well. And when we reach our final destination, it will seem like it has just passed by like this in an instant. The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought us to this great day Right, the last Friday of Ramadan, actually this Ramadan was very different, uh, or somewhat, uh, I mean, it was, of course it was different in many ways, uh, but one of the, the unique aspects of this Ramadan is that there are actually five Fridays. So this is somewhat unusual, because usually you'll find, of course, four Fridays, but this time we are actually blessed with an extra Friday. Uh, so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the blessings of all Fridays and all the blessed days and moments and nights that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in um, uh, in this uh, this month. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. This is a short journey, journey, so we need to make the most of it. Um, inside of Ramadan, so while we're living through Ramadan, we have to absolutely make the most of it. And mashallah, I can tell, I can sense that many of my brothers and sisters, and including uh, some of my young friends, uh, and uh, of course the teenagers, my youth friends as well, um, have been really making an effort this Ramadan, mashallah. Uh, so I, I am really, really happy and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to bless you and to accept from you. Uh, I know it hasn't been easy. Uh, for many of us, uh, but despite the challenges, I think we, as a community, mashallah, there has been a great effort, and I really ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless that effort and to accept it. Um, but, you know, once Ramadan is over, our journey continues, and that journey is also a short journey, because our destination is our Rabb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Right, indeed, from Allah we have come, and to Him is our return. So, um, our destination, which is our return to our Rabb, is getting closer every single day. 
and we want to keep getting closer to him as well. So one is the closeness that is forced because time is going by and our end, our time is coming. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed that we have to return to him. But our uh, we also have an opportunity during this time, as that time gets shortened, to also strive to get closer to him spiritually, to earn his love, to earn his pleasure. And the closer you get, you know, the more beloved and the more special you become to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we have uh, uh, discussed uh, a few days ago in Sunset Live, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in a hadith Qudsi, meaning a hadith which, uh, in which the, uh, the Prophet ﷺ has related, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّ افْتَرَضْتُ عَلَيْهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and the most beloved thing with which my slave, my servant, comes closer, nearer to me, is what I have enjoined upon him, or of course upon her. So what has been made obligatory is what brings us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he loves that, that we come closer to him through the obligations. And then he says, وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أُحِبَّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and my slave keeps on coming. My servant keeps on coming closer to me through performing extra voluntary nawafil acts until I love him or until I love her. So Allah SWT loves the fact that we practice upon his obligations to seek nearness and closeness to him. He loves that fact that we're actually doing that. And then a person continues to get closer and closer and closer to Allah through nafil acts, through optional acts, voluntary acts of worship until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins to love that person. And as we discussed in Sunset Live, and then you know there comes a point where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses that person in every single way. And essentially everything that they do um, becomes guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also becomes blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So becomes supercharged essentially by the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah azza wa jal grant us that state. I mean, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Now on the day of Eid, and we'll talk about Eid a bit later. On the day of Eid, so when Ramadan is over, Okay, when sunset happens and the moon is sighted, and we know that Ramadan has come to an end because remember, the night comes first. So, when the sun sets, okay, on the last day of Ramadan, then that night is the night of Eid. Okay, so on that night and on the day of Eid, what state do we want to be in? We want to be more closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want to be more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want to feel more love than we did on the first day of Ramadan, and we want to keep it that way. Right? Would you not agree that we want to keep it that way? The state when we entered, the state in which we entered into Ramadan, we want to be better than that when we leave Ramadan. Right? Because it's like a car wash, right? If you go into a car wash, right, with a dirty car, you expect that when you come out, your car is going to be clean. Okay? And then you want to keep it clean for some time. Okay? But if we go into a car wash like Ramadan, okay, taking that analogy, and we come out and we are actually either dirtier, which is the saddest state, so we don't want to be that. Inshallah, we want to be clean and we want to maintain that cleanness for as long as possible after Ramadan. Now, inevitably, things will happen to us that did not happen in Ramadan, right? So we have to strive and we have to try our best to remain firm as much as possible. The feeling will not be the same. I know the moment Ramadan leaves, the feeling changes, 
Okay, so the feeling will not be the same, but we have to try our best to try to maintain some of that purity, some of that cleanliness, some of that forgiveness, some of that barakah, those blessings, the rahmah, the forgiveness. We want to try to maintain that and let it last as long as possible, inshallah. Because the purpose of this journey is really to purify ourselves. This journey of Ramadan was to purify ourselves spiritually, to elevate our level of taqwa, to come out as permanently better people towards others and as better slaves and servants to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As I've mentioned before, Ramadan, we should see it as a stepping stone to get closer and closer to Allah, not just something that we go and then, you know, we, we, we undo everything, right? So we don't want to be like going through a car wash and immediately driving through a huge puddle of mud and then making ourselves just as dirty as we were before or even dirtier. We don't want to do that, okay? So we want to try to purify ourselves Elevate our taqwa, but permanently become better people as much as possible and better servants to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now during the last 29 days, my brothers and sisters, many of us have felt hungry. We have felt thirsty during the day. We felt it in our stomachs. We felt it in our mouths. But the impact should be felt in our hearts. So fasting, for those of us who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave strength to fast, hunger in the stomach, thirst in the mouth or dryness in the throat, Right. But the impact should really be felt in our hearts. And how so? Because the primary purpose of fasting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what? We know this by now, right? So that we develop taqwa, so that we develop mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that at-taqwa ha-huna wa yushiru ila sadrihi thalath marat. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that taqwa is here and he pointed towards his chest, right? Towards the heart three times. And Imam Al-Nawi rahmatullahi alayhi tells us that That the taqwa is not attained just by outwardly deeds, right? By deeds that can be seen. Okay, so that is not really the way to achieve taqwa. But rather, taqwa is attained by what occurs in the heart or what is felt in the heart with regards to the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and awe and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and muraqaba. And one of the finest definitions for muraqaba is the following, that muraqaba of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being on the way to Him at all times with overwhelming glorification, inciting nearness and urging joy. So essentially a person who is constantly thinking about Allah and is doing so in a state of dhikr, of glorification, of remembrance, of tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making him feel close to Allah and making him feel or her feeling joyful as well. Now the overwhelming glorification is to have the heart filled with the glorification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not just something which is said as subhanallah from the tongue, but it's something which is deeply felt in the heart that a person has the urge and wants to continuously glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And such a state um, makes the servant unconcerned with glorifying others or paying attention, or we should say too much attention to others beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a servant of Allah should ideally always have this state, especially when remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you want to associate the remembrance of Allah with joy. You want to associate the, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a feeling that comes in the heart and that incites nearness and makes us feel close to Allah. When we fear, feel close to Allah, when we have the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts, then we actually want to stay away from that which displeases Him. And we want to do that which pleases Him. So these are physical actions and deeds that we have been doing, but they should impact the heart. 
Our recitation of Quran should impact the heart. Our salah should impact the heart, right? Our athkar, our tasbihat should affect the heart. Our dua should touch the heart. So taqwa, my brothers and sisters, is the foundation or the roof, right? If it leaks, if you keep damaging it, you have to keep repairing it as well, right? And it's in constant need of repair. And subhanAllah, that may be one of the wisdoms why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mandated that we fast, that we, uh, we, we fast every single year. But the damage that is being done to our taqwa, my brothers and sisters, is because the root problem is not solved. The damage to our taqwa is because the root problem is not solved. Okay, so similarly, taqwa is at the root of our symptoms and consequences of spiritual illnesses, right? If a person has a house and they keep getting water in their basement, they have a leak or they keep getting floods, it's because the root cause is not being addressed, right? Like the people who live near the water and every spring, you know, we see flooding. Alhamdulillah, this year it hasn't been uh, too bad at all. But, you know, water rises. It's because their homes are too low. It's because they don't have anything to protect themselves from the water. Right or people have cracks in their foundations and there's problems being caused or you know a hole in the roof, um, you know if they don't they can put a bucket to try to fix it they can keep cleaning up the flood but if they don't deal with the actual leak with the problem right and if they don't uh, you know uh, solidify if they don't repair then the same problem will continue so we also have to focus on the root causes right and the root problem is uh, or the root issue is a lack of taqwa. Or you know a lack of, uh, of 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 awareness of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, lack of mindfulness of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and this is what then allows us or leads us uh, or does not stop us then from going ahead and committing sins and con- causing all different types of problems because everything is related, everything, our mind, our body, our soul, everything is related. So one thing suffers, it has an impact everywhere else as well. And then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told us that you know Allah inna fil jasadi mudra. Right, that indeed there is a piece of flesh in the body. If it is sound, then the entire body will be sound, meaning all the actions it does will be sound. And if it is corrupted, if it is uh, you know rotten, then the rest of it will also be corrupted. The rest will also be rotting. It has to do with the heart, and taqwa resides in the heart. And this is why it is so important to continue to strive to build taqwa and gain nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the question is, my brothers and sisters, the important question is, how will this Ramadan change you? Because the leak may have been fixed in Ramadan, right? Maybe you stop committing the sin. Maybe you change your behavior, mashallah. So your uh, how will this Ramadan change you after Ramadan? So you fixed it in Ramadan, but what about afterwards? You know, the leak may have been fixed temporarily, but is it just a temporary patch? Is it just going to spring again after Ramadan? Is your bucket of good deeds, right? Because mashallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided you and you did mashallah many good deeds probably. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept and to increase it in your book of rewards. But now think of it as a bucket of good deeds. Is it going to be a leaky bucket that you keep putting good deeds in that bucket, but there's a leak and it keeps draining all your good deeds? Is that the situation that we want to be in? Or do we actually want to fix our bucket so that there are no leaks or we minimize the leaks so that there is, uh, there are uh, you know, uh, more opportunities to safeguard our good deeds and to protect ourselves from our sins. Now, my brothers and sisters, once taqwa starts flourishing, we start seeing many impacts, right? And one of the foremost is to truly value Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? It comes down to how we think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what we feel about Allah, 
the true value of Allah in our hearts, His words, His pleasure, more than myself, right? More than anything else. My wants, my desires, right? Desires for others are insignificant, are nothing compared to the pleasure for my Rabb, uh, the pleasure of my Rabb, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So putting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the forefront of every choice, every decision, every step, every breath. So this is ideally what we want to get to. So that whenever we think of doing something, before anyone or anything else, we think, what is my Rabb going to think? How is Allah going to feel about this? How is Allah going to look at me if I decide to do this? So always pausing and thinking before we go ahead and we do anything. So we increase the value in our hearts for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by having his love and having his taqwa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this love and grant us this taqwa. Ameen, ya rabbal alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, you know, has likes and dislikes as we have to, uh, discussed in the Quran, KMA Quran Live. Every night we have been looking at qualities of the believers, qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, speaks highly about. And we have been looking at the things that Allah does not like. So we want our likes to become Allah's, uh, uh, to, for, we want Allah's likes to become our likes. And we want Allah's dislikes to become our dislikes so that we are in sync, our desires, our heart our attitude, our personality, everything is in sync with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. This is the ideal state we want to get to. And this requires effort, my brothers and sisters. This doesn't come easily. And most importantly, it comes after effort. Most importantly, it comes from the mercy and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we have to realize that this is something we want and that we need to work towards it. And then it's going to come from Allah. And we have to ask Allah for it. So this is the state of mind we want to be in as we exit the month of Ramadan. Because this is real foundational transformative change. You know, we start valuing the words of Allah. We start building a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We, started loving, we start loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. We, seek, we see guidance as being valuable. And we want to sacrifice because we know that Jannah does not come cheap. There is struggle. There is strife. There is uh, effort that needs to be done. We have to feel that striving. We have to feel that struggle in our struggle to get to Jannah. Unless, of course, Allah wants through His mercy. But otherwise, you know, we have to make an effort. And even then, it depends on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah tells us in the Quran that, you know, um, Jannah is something which does not come easily, does not come easy. And there, there, is, there are trials and there are struggles and there are challenges on the path to Jannah. So this is something we have to go through. But our focus should be clear on pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, to put the pleasures of Allah, to put the, the, the commands of Allah after our needs and pleasures, that's not really sacrificing. That's good, alhamdulillah. We're valuing the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But to say that I'm going to do what I want to do first, I'm going to go through, I'll go after my pleasures and what I feel like doing, and then I'll see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. That's not really a sacrifice. And that's not really the attitude, the true attitude of a believer because we have to prioritize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my brothers and sisters, let us take advantage of these final few days and nights of Ramadan. Let us reflect, reflect upon what impact this Ramadan is going to have upon us after Ramadan and for the rest of our lives. So again, the question is, how will your life change after this Ramadan? Which sin will you leave? Which sin that you have left, left during Ramadan Alhamdulillah, are you going to continue to leave after Ramadan or are you going to go back to it after Ramadan? Which new, which new good deed, new good deed for you meaning, will become a permanent part of your life after this Ramadan? So mashallah, you've done it in Ramadan. Which one will you continue after Ramadan? Because you see the Prophet ﷺ has told us that 
أَكْلَفُ مِنَ الْعَمَلِ مَا تُطِيقُونَ فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الْعَمَلِ أَدْوَمُهُ وَإِنْ قَلَّ That take up good deeds only as much as you're able to, for the best deeds are those done regularly even if they are few. Now, of course, this is apart from the uh, obligations, so we have to do the obligations. Even that, of course, if you're not doing all of them, try to increase it somewhat. So if someone was not praying in, uh, outside of Ramadan and started praying in Ramadan, mashallah, then try to keep that up as much as possible. Right? And yes, we should be offering prayers five times a day. But if a person is not going to do them at all, then at least they should try to do some if they're not going to do all. Because like I always say, you know, 5% is better than 0%. Right? 50 is better than 20. 75 is better than 50. 99 is better than 90. So we try to strive and try to do as much as we can. Even the obligations, even though we know we should be doing 100%. But if you're not doing any, you might as well start doing something because something is better than nothing. Right? And inshallah, if you seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Even with sins, try to re- reduce them, right? Uh, you know, 50% sin is better than 90% sin. Right? 20% sin is better than 50% sin. So try to decrease the sins and try to increase the goodness and seek Allah's help. And inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. Allah will guide you and assist you in increasing your goodness and minimizing your disobedience. Amin ya rabbal alameen. So Prophet said, take up good deeds only as much as you are able to. So the optional deeds, take up some. Okay, for the best deeds are those that are done regularly, even if there are a few. So do a few. If you can, try to stick to them regularly, right? Don't get so excited where you say, okay, I'm going to do this and that and that. You have a long list of resolutions, as often happens uh, often happens at New Year's. And at the end, what happens, right? Everything is left behind, right? Or most things are left behind. So don't be like that, but rather make, uh, you know, pick some deeds, inshallah, the extra deeds, that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you can continue to do after Ramadan and then try to do your best to stick to them and keep them regular, even if they are small. So it doesn't have to be huge. It could be some extra prayer every single day. It could be a new dhikr or a, a tasbih, right? Some of the practices that we have learned in the month of Ramadan. Try to adopt. If you can't do all of them, do some of them, right? As much as you're able to and try to build up slowly, inshallah. But consistency is key because if you do a lot one day or for one week and then you drop everything, that is not the best approach, as opposed to keeping it small and maintaining it, inshallah, gradually building it. Because at the end of the day, the goal is self-improvement over our lifetime. So that through our lives, we are getting closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through every Ramadan and through every opportunity that Allah gives us. And through this Ramadan, alhamdulillah, and this pandemic, we have been repenting, we have been making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Imam Ibn Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi has enumerated many signs for the acceptance and non-acceptance of tawbah, of repentance. Because how do we know that our acceptance has been accepted, right? Like how do we tell? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ibn Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi, he tells us that amongst the signs, right? Amongst the signs, the servant should be better after repentance than before. The servant of Allah should be better after repentance than before. This means that the repenting person should see whether or not they have increased their good deeds and decreased their bad deeds. So this is one of the signs of acceptance of our repentance that we are able to um, uh, you know, maintain good deeds or not and whether our sins have gone down or not. So that is the first thing. The second thing is that he should become more humble. So the servant of Allah should become more humble and should benefit uh, from a state of mind by resorting to supplications of humility and servitude. So this is a important question that after going through this training of Ramadan and this trial, this pandemic, what change will come to your life? Will What change will come into your life 
into your attitude, your personality, your belief, your relationships, your feelings, your worship, what changes are gonna is there gonna come? And what positive change, of course, that is going to come? What sins or which doubtful acts are you going to leave? Or is it gonna be the same as before? Okay, so let us reflect upon that. You don't have to answer me, of course. Think about it. When you go to bed tonight, think about it. On the morning of Eid, you know, when or, or the night of Eid, when you go to sleep, think about it. Right? These are things to reflect upon. When you pray, take some moments to reflect afterwards. Right? So try to. Insha'Allah, uh, try to build up this goodness and try to uh, reflect so that we have positivity coming into our lives. Otherwise, my brothers and sisters, the risk is that we will be like a leaky bucket that loses all its contents and is left dry and empty. And that is something that we absolutely do not want. So let us make some dua. Bismillah rahman rahim Oh Allah, oh Allah, all praise and thanks are for you. Oh Allah, you have blessed us in so many ways. Oh Allah, we cannot thank you enough. Oh Allah, you have brought us to this last blessed day or this last blessed Friday of this last uh, of this blessed month. Ya Allah, oh Allah, for how many of us it will be the last Friday? We don't know. Oh Allah, oh Allah, this may be my last Friday of Ramadan. Oh Allah, this may be our last Friday of Ramadan. Oh Allah, oh Allah, how many of, of Fridays in Ramadan are left for us? Oh Allah, we don't know in our lives. Oh Allah, we don't want to be those who will not see another Ramadan. Oh Allah, please grant us another Ramadan. Oh Allah, please grant us another Friday in Ramadan. Oh Allah, we are your weak servants. Oh Allah, we have been filthy with sins. Oh Allah, we have so many shortcomings. Oh Allah, please purify our hearts. Oh Allah, please forgive us for all of our shortcomings. Oh Allah, please rectify our hearts and our deeds. Oh Allah, please accept our meager deeds. Oh Allah, oh Allah, our deeds are not worthy of your greatness, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we are weak. Oh Allah, we are small. Oh Allah, we have done what you have guided us to do. Oh Allah, made a little bit of effort. Oh Allah, but it is not as good as it should be. Oh Allah, it is not the way it should be. Oh Allah, please forgive us and accept our meager deeds. Ya Rahman Rahimeen. Oh Allah, please protect our loved ones. Oh Allah, please protect our loved ones. Oh Allah, please bless us with halal income, with healthy, with health and with safety. Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please cure all of those who are ill. Oh Allah, please relieve those in pain. Oh Allah, please make us the people of goodness in this life and the next. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, please purify our hearts. Oh Allah, please remove all illnesses from our physical and our spiritual hearts. Oh Allah, please remove all illnesses from our minds and from our bodies. Oh Allah, please remove all spiritual illnesses and diseases from our hearts. Oh Allah, please purify our hearts and fill them with your love and the love of your Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, for many years we have been try- striving and trying to establish your house of worship in this area. Oh Allah, we are not worthy or capable. Oh Allah, it is for your pleasure and to serve you and your deen alone. Oh Allah, please accept it from us and make it easy for us. Oh Allah, there are costs and big numbers. Oh Allah, they are tiny for you. There are nothing for you that seem big to us. Oh Allah, we are trying, but you are the doer. Oh Allah, please make it easy for us. Oh Allah, please reward all of those who are who have given. Oh Allah, all of those who have contributed. Oh Allah, all of those who have prayed for us. Oh Allah, please protect them always. Oh Allah, please bless them in their wealth. Oh Allah, please continue to protect them, their future generations, their children, their youth, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please bless their homes. Oh Allah, please bless their marriages. Oh Allah, please relieve them from their difficulties. Oh Allah, please grant cures to of them to, to those of them who are ill. Oh Allah, please bless their parents. Oh Allah, please. Uh, reward their parents who have returned to you Oh Allah, their grandparents and their loved ones Oh Allah, please grant them the best in this world And in the hereafter Amin ya Rabbil Alameen Oh Allah, please grant us sincerity Oh Allah, please grant us sincerity 
Oh Allah, please grant us sincerity in our actions. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, shower your mercy and your forgiveness upon all of those who have returned to you, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, our loved ones. Oh Allah, those of us whose, whose parents have returned to you. Oh Allah, whose spouses have returned to you. Oh Allah, those of us whose children have returned to you. Oh Allah, shower your mercy and forgiveness upon all of them, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please relieve the, the hearts of those who are grieved, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, please grant them peace. O oh Allah, please grant them solace, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, we just heard of a tragedy, a major plane crash in Karachi in Pakistan. O oh Allah, please please forgive all of those who have returned to you. O oh Allah, they return to you on this blessed Friday of this la- of this last blessed Friday of Ramadan. O oh Allah, please grant them genital for those. O oh Allah, please forgive them for their shortcomings and their mistakes. O oh Allah, please forgive those and uh, who were uh, injured. Uh, and uh, please cure those who were injured on the ground. Oh Allah, those going through hardship and calamity at this time. Oh Allah, please ease their suffering. Oh Allah, all around the world we find suffering. Oh Allah, please ease the suffering of this Ummah, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, this is the Ummah of your beloved Messenger, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Oh Allah, please have mercy upon this Ummah, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please remove the oppression from this Ummah, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please remove the hardships from this Ummah, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please guide this Ummah. Oh Allah, please guide this Ummah. Oh Allah, please make it an Ummah of Iman. Oh Allah, please make it an Ummah of Taqwa. Oh Allah, please make it an Ummah of Hidayah. Oh Allah, of Rahmah. Oh Allah, who spreads compassion, an Ummah of compassion, an Ummah of tolerance, an Ummah of love and kindness. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters. Oh Allah. Oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill. Oh Allah, please grant them relief. Oh Allah, please remove everything harmful from their bodies. Oh Allah, our brother Saud Alam who is undergoing cancer treatment. Oh Allah, all others who are facing challenges with their health. Oh Allah, their physical health, their mental health. Oh Allah, their spiritual health. Oh Allah, please cure all of them and all of us, Ya Rahman Rahimeen. Oh Allah, please re- all our brothers and sisters locally who we know and others who we do not know who are living through pain and long-term injuries and are suffering every single day. Oh Allah, those who are in extreme pain. Oh Allah, those who are in extreme hardship. Oh Allah, those who are ill or at risk of becoming ill. Oh Allah, please cure all of them, Ya Rahman Rahimeen. Oh Allah, please protect all of them, Ya Rahman Rahimeen. Oh Allah, you are the protector and healer. Oh Allah, please grant them a speedy recovery. Oh Allah, protect everyone from all types of illnesses and pain and suffering. Through your power and your might, remove their hardships and suffering, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we are helpless in front of you. Oh Allah, those who have hate in their hearts. Oh Allah, those who are misguided. Oh Allah, we pray for them as well. Oh Allah, please show them the light. Oh Allah, please make them people of kindness. Oh Allah, please remove the darkness from their hearts. Oh Allah, please make them people of tolerance and compassion. Oh Allah, people of unity and togetherness. Oh Allah, please foster understanding between us and our opponents. Oh Allah, please remove the blindfolds from those who have been blinded by hate. Ya Allah, oh Allah, please remove, please purify the hearts of those whose hearts are drowning in hate and ignorance. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please remove misunderstandings. Oh Allah, we have been at fault as well for not representing our deen, for not practicing our deen as how, how it should be. Oh Allah, please forgive us for this as well. Oh Allah, please spread unity and peace around the world. Oh Allah, in different parts of the world, there are conflicts and there are challenges. Oh Allah, please remove all of those challenges. Oh Allah, please remove those conflicts. Oh Allah, please bring unity and harmony between all peoples. Ya Rahman Rahimeen. Oh Allah, please open the doors of halal sustenance, especially for those who are in debt. Oh Allah, those living through poverty. Oh Allah, living through financial hardship. Oh Allah, please ease their affairs, Ya Rahman Rahimeen. Oh Allah, please grant us a good return to you during this life. Oh Allah, at the end of this life and on the day of judgment, Oh Allah, please make us the people of mercy, who emit mercy, who receive mercy, who remit forgiveness, 
who are forgiven. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Insha'Allah, my brothers and sisters, as I said, we will be looking for the Eid moon, insha'Allah, uh, tonight, uh, today at sunset, insha'Allah. It is unlikely to be seen. However, of course, in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if the moon is seen, as I said, it is unlikely, but we will try, insha'Allah, which is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If it is seen, then Eid will be tomorrow. Uh, but again, like I said, it's unlikely. But if it is seen, the Eid will be tomorrow on Saturday, insha'Allah. And uh, otherwise, uh, Eid is expected to be on Sunday, May 24th, insha'Allah. Now, there have been a number of questions regarding the Eid prayer. As we know, uh, gatherings uh, inside the Masajid, inside Mosque, um, normal gatherings for prayer are not allowed. Uh, so uh, the uh, recommendation is that we offer Eid prayer at home. Um, now, according to the majority of schools of fiqh, uh, they have allowed aid prayer individually or at home, uh, or and at home, uh, especially when it's not possible to join the jama'ah as it is now. Uh, so therefore, the recommendation is that we pray at home. Now, it is only in the Hanafi school of fiqh where uh, Eid Salah is considered to be wajib, and it is like jama'ah in the Han- according to the Hanafi school. And for that, there must be four male adults present. And if they are not available, then it could be uh, then individually, uh, brothers and sisters who offer that uh, who follow that fiqh can offer two or four rakahs of nafil salah, inshallah, uh, of salat al duha, the forenoon prayer in the morning, inshallah. Um, this won't replace the Eid prayer, but there is no blame because there is no congregational Eid prayer under these circumstances uh, because it is not allowed. Uh, so therefore, like as I said, the majority of the schools allow uh, schools of fiqh allow Eid prayer individually and at home. Uh, so uh, when it's not possible, especially to join. Uh, so therefore, it is permissible to pray at home. Um, in the Hanafi school, as I mentioned, uh, the condition for Eid prayer is similar to that of a Friday prayer, which is a minimum of four Islamically mature males to be present for the jama'ah, for the congregation to be valid um, because it is obligated upon them. Um, of course, women, women and children are welcome to join. And if such conditions are not met, then individually offer two or four rakahs of Salat al-Duha in the morning, inshallah. Uh, the Eid khutbah is a sunnah, but not a requirement. So for Friday prayer, the khutbah, the sermon, the two sermons are a requirement. But for Eid, the khutbah is recommended. It is a sunnah, a tradition of the Prophet wasallam. but it is not a requirement for the validity of the Eid prayer. So if you are praying Eid, uh, Eid Salah at home, you do not have to offer the khutbah. The Eid prayer, as a reminder, is two rakahs of prayer. There are multiple acceptable methods of offering it, which are very similar, so there's not much difference. Uh, among them is to ha- to start the prayer, so you say Allahu Akbar, you start the salah, and then you have seven extra takbirat in succession in a row immediately after the first takbir. Uh, so you say Allahu Akbar seven times uh, extra, so meaning the first time you say it, that's one, and then seven others, so the eighth time is the last one. And then you start recitation as normal of Surah Al-Fatiha of, of another surah, you go into ruku, you do your sujood as normal, you stand up for the second rakah, and at the beginning of the second rakah, you do five extra takbirs. Okay, um, so again, you stand up, you say Allahu Akbar, and then you do five times Allahu Akbar, and then you continue your recitation and complete the prayer as normal, adding a surah after Surah Al-Fatiha in both rakahs. Recite out loud if you are leading the prayer, and like I said, the remaining prayer is as usual. The other acceptable method uh, that is common um, is to have three extra takbirat in the uh, in the first rakah, so uh, four in the beginning, and then in the second rakah to have three extra as well, so six in all instead of twelve. Um, but in the second rakah, the three extra takbirat are done at the end instead of the beginning. Okay, so once again, the second method is to offer salatul Eid with three extra takbirat in the beginning of the first rakah. Continue the prayer as normal in the first rakah. Recite as normal in the second rakah, and before going into ruku in the second rakah three extra takbirat. 
Um, so those are the two um, uh, commonly known methods. Different, you know, there's the main difference is in the number of takbirat and when they are done. Inshallah, they're all acceptable, so nothing much to worry about. Um, and most of the, the rest of the prayer is same. Uh, with regards to zakat al-fitr, of course, this is the obligatory uh, uh, zakat or sadaqah that must be given uh, to purify ourselves uh, for our mistakes and misdeeds in the month of Ramadan and also to help those in need enjoy Eid uh, better, inshallah. So the uh, the sunnah or the original command is to give it in terms of food stuff. Uh, so grain, wheat, uh, you know, uh, raisins, uh, dates, and so on. Um, but if that's not possible, uh, many scholars, or at least some scholars have allowed a cash amount, which many masajid do. So the calculation is approximately $10 per person minimum. Um, prices fluctuate and, you know, they have been going up. So we'll say $10 per person minimum. If you can give more, that is better. If you can benefit the needy and it's sadaqah from you, you'll be rewarded. And of course, that is better. But $10 per person minimum, inshallah. Please try to pay today before Maghrib so that we can send it off to a sadaqah food bank for timely distribution to the needy. Uh, and this must be paid or should be paid before Eid. Uh, so we want to do it as soon as possible. Do not delay it till the last minute. Okay, I know it's easy to procrastinate, so don't do that. Give it, inshallah, give it soon. You can go to kananamuslims.ca slash donate. The link is on your uh, your screen. However, please don't give it as a regular donation to the masjid. There's a special link for zakat al-mal and zakat al-fit because we want to make sure we treat that zakat um, as it deserves to be treated. Um, and we don't really want to ideally be spending these funds uh, for the masjid because uh, you know we want to uh, we want it to benefit the poor inshallah those who are in need and there are mashallah uh, subhanallah there are many people like that so please go to uh, kalanamuslims.ca slash donate and click on the specific link right at top you will see it's large for zakat al-fitr and zakat al-man you can click there and choose zakat whichever zakat it is inshallah and you can make your uh, your payment now with regards to uh, Eid gatherings so alhamdulillah uh, so as you um, probably know large religious gatherings or large gatherings in general are prohibited however religious gatherings have been permitted by the provincial government with some important conditions um, and um, we will be having inshallah a drive-in Eid gathering uh, which uh, conforms to the rules uh, but the guidelines need to be respected, otherwise you will be putting yourself at risk, uh, especially of a fine, potentially. Um, so we don't want you to, to go through that risk or to face any hardship, inshallah. So here are the rules just for your benefit. Um, the, the province has said that coming out of the vehicle is not allowed. So if you come to the drive-in event, uh, you're welcome to come in your car, uh, but will not be allowed to exit the car, um, except for five people who are managing the service. So that is what the rule says. Um, also, each vehicle must contain only members of the same household. This is the second condition that has been stated in the directive. And also that vehicles must be parked, parked two meters apart. So when you come, inshallah, you know, leave a parking spot. We will have volunteers on site, but just ensure that you are leaving a parking spot um, between cars and are not are parking next to a car uh, because we want to try to uh, respect the rules as much as possible, inshallah. Uh, if you are able to adhere to this, uh, the guidelines, then certainly uh, go ahead and first pray at home, inshallah, as we have described, and then join us for this first ever drive-in Eid gathering. Uh, there have been questions about offering prayers in the car, uh, and to be honest, it's something that I have tried to explore. I don't have the knowledge to make that decision. I've tried to explore it. I've uh, sought counsel with a number of scholars. Most of them were very uncomfortable or said that it would not be permissible or would not be a good idea to do salah in our cars. 
um, by lining them up and offering salah in that way. Allahu alam, there might be some who have said, I've read that as well, that it is permissible. So it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a new issue and you will have, you know, different opinions. But inshallah, we always try to go with that which is safer, inshallah. Um, and uh, because, of course, we have a diversity of opinions in our community, and the day of Eid is when we want to be united. We want to. We don't want to spend it, uh, you know, debating or arguing or doing anything like that. Inshallah. So just offer salah in your home, uh, inshallah, and then you can come um, and uh, join our Eid gathering, inshallah. Um, if you have a phone, uh, please do bring it uh, so that you can call into the audio feed if you need to. We will have sound uh, system, inshallah. It may not be very loud, depending on how many cars there are and how far the parking goes. So inshallah, you know, bring your phone if you can so that you can call into the audio feed. And also if you want to join in the takbirat, uh, you can call in the number inshallah and you can join the takbirat as well. That information will be given to you inshallah on site and will be posted online as well. So when is this happening? It's happening Sunday, May 24th inshallah. So regardless of when Eid is, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, we will be gathering inshallah for the drive-in Eid gathering on Sunday. The parking lot opens at 9.30 a.m. inshallah. And the program we're hoping, inshallah, will begin and begin at 10 a.m. Where is it happening? It's happening at the Nokia parking lot. So if you come on March Road, of course, you see the big Nokia complex. Uh, so it's happening. Uh, it's right across from 555 Leggett Drive in Canada, inshallah. Everyone is welcome. Even if you don't live in Canada, you are welcome to join us, inshallah. Um, you can decorate your car, inshallah. You know, we want to make it as festive as possible. Uh, so decorate your car. Uh, you can share greetings from your car, inshallah. You're not supposed to get out, but you can drive around, inshallah. Follow instructions from volunteers as much as possible. You can share our Eid greetings, inshallah. Uh, inshallah, I will be delivering a message there, and we will have the message from our president, Brother Mahmoud, and others as well, inshallah. And, uh, inshallah, uh, uh, may Allah bless our volunteers, especially the sisters. They've prepared approximately 500 bags of, can of candies and goodies uh, for children. Uh, so, inshallah, we will pass it out to first come, first served. So try to come early, inshallah, and park, and then those will be distributed to you. We want to give a special thanks to our local city councilor, Councilor for Canada North, uh, Jenna Suds, for her support in, in making this possible. And also, of course, to Nokia um, uh, for making this possible, for allowing us the use of their parking lot. Uh, and uh, special uh, thanks to all of the uh, volunteers who are helping with this. Um, so the Eid prayer, as I said, is offered at home. doesn't have to be offered together. It's not going to be online. So you do it on your own, inshallah. And then you join us for the gathering uh, starting at 9.30 a.m., inshallah, on Sunday. After Eid prayer, we have a tradition of a caravan of joy. Uh, some of you may know, we go to different locations and share Eid greetings and give a small gift, a token of appreciation. So inshallah, this year we will be visiting some local long-term long-term care homes that have been impacted by COVID-19 to uh, to show love for the for and prayers for the residents and, and support for the staff, inshallah. So you can join us after the aid prayer um, in that caravan. Everyone is welcome. We won't get out of our cars except for a few people who have to give the gift. Uh, we will, we can make signs of support and you can hold them out of your window and they will know that we are coming. So the residents and the staff will be looking at us, inshallah. And hopefully it will uplift their spirits and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant them ease at this difficult time. Uh, I want to say jazakallah khair. Thank you so much to everyone who contributed and supported uh, our Ramadan campaign. The outpairing of support has been very, very humbling, subhanAllah, and deeply appreciated. So jazakumallahu khairah to everyone who contributed large amounts, small amounts, who even made dua for us, who, who, who shared a message, uh, who wished us well. Jazakumallahu khairah. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts all of your efforts and your contributions. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase it um, in, in your book of deeds to make it heavy on your deed of scales on, on your uh, scale scale of deeds. Amin ya rabbal alamin. Ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to protect you from all types of hardships, to remove all hardships from your life, and to continue to bless you in, with goodness and to bring you closer and closer to Him and uh, continue to uh, bless you and your family. Amin ya rabbal alamin. Uh, we have reached our initial Ramadan goal. Alhamdulillah. 
with your generous support. But of course, we need continuous support for the construction of the new Masjid and Center. Fortunately, construction is very costly. We want to do it in the best way possible. Uh, nothing fancy based on our needs, but of course, the costs are high. So if you can and would like to take advantage of this final Friday of Ramadan, please do contribute at kananamuslims.ca slash donate. Uh, we have all the different options available there. There's no pressure, but every dollar counts. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. Inshallah, he will increase you in terms of reward. Inshallah. Okay, so uh, let us uh, uh, make uh, our final dua, inshallah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluhu. Allahumma laka alhamdu hatta tarda wa laka alhamdu idha radit wa laka alhamdu ba'da rida. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ahli Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma ahdina fiman hadayt wa aafina fiman aafayt وتولنا فيما توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت وقنا برحمتك واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت إنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم من جميع الذنوب والخطايا ونتوب إليك ونؤمن بك ونتوكل عليك اللهم أنت الغني ونحن الفقراء إليك اللهم أنت الغني ونحن الفقراء إليك وأنت القوي ونحن الضعفاء إليك اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك من الخير كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من الشر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وعبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم اجعلنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافية اللهم استر عراتنا وأصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا وأحسن خواتمنا واحفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا وعن عماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا ومن ونعوذ بعظمتك أن نختالف من تحتنا يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعطنا ولا تحرمنا وكلنا ولا تكن علينا واختم بالصالحات أعمالنا واشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا وبلغ فيما يرديك عنا آمالنا وارحم ضعفنا واجبر كسرنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لك أسلمنا وبك آمنا وعليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وبك خاصمنا وإليك حاكمنا فاغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما أسررنا وما أعلنا أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت اللهم بارك لنا في رمضان اللهم ارحمنا اللهم اغفر لنا اللهم تقبل صيامنا وقيامنا اللهم تقبل دعواتنا اللهم تقبل صدقاتنا اللهم تقبل منا صالح أعمالنا اللهم اجعل صيامنا فيه صيام الصائمين وقيامنا فيه قيام القائمين وهب لنا فيه اليسر والعافية 
إنك على كل شيء قدير وقربنا إلى مرضاتك وجنبنا فيه من سخطك ونقماتك ووفقنا فيه لقراءة آياتك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ربنا إننا آمنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وقنا عذاب النار اللهم ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واعف عنا واعف عنا واغفر لنا واغفر لنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا 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 أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اغفر لجميع موت المسلمين الذين شهدوا لك بالوحدانية ولنبيك بالرسالة وماتوا على ذلك اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم واعف عنهم واكرم نزلهم ووسع مدخلهم واغسلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقى الثوب الابيض من الدنس اللهم انا نسالك حبك اللهم انا نسالك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إنا نسألك العفة والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم أنت ربنا لا إله إلا أنت خلقتنا ونحن عبيدك ونحن على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعنا نعوذ بك من شر ما صنعنا نبوء لك بنعمتك علينا ونبوء بذنوبنا فإنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت فاغفر لنا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع المتقين والأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم أسبق علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك اللهم ارفعنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارفعنا اللهم احفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا فينا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم ربنا اصرف عنا عذاب جهنم إن عذابها كان غراما إنها ساءت مستقرا ومقاما اللهم أحسن عقبتنا في الأمور كلها واجرنا من خز الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك فعل الخيرات وترك المنكرات وحب المساكين وأن تغفر لنا وترحمنا فإذا ردت بقوم فتنة فاقبضنا إليك غير مفتونين اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وعمالنا من الرياء وعيوننا من الخيانة اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من النفاق وأهله اللهم ارزقنا الإيمان الصادق 
والعمل الصالح يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم انا نعوذ بك من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا اللهم انا نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشع ودعاء لا يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع اللهم انا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءه نقمتك وجميع سخطك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم انا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل والبخل والجبن وضلع الدين وغلبه الرجال اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبه اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبه وعند الموت شهاده وبعد الموت جنه يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمه اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمه اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم بارك في عمار آبائنا وأمهاتنا ومتعهم بالصحة والعافية اللهم ارحم من انتقل منهم إلى رحمتك اللهم أنزلهم منزلا مباركا اللهم بارك في المحسنين الذين ينفقون أمواله ابتغاء وجهك الكريم يا رحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لنا وليخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم اللهم حر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا رحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحس صفوفهم وأصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم الحق يا رب العالمين اللهم أصلح حوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم احفظ وانصر إخواننا وأخواتنا في كل مكان خصوصا في برما خصوصا في فلسطين وفي الصين وفي كشمير وفي الهند وفي شريلانكا وفي سوريا وفي العراق وفي يمن وفي سومال وفي أفغانستان وفي كل مكان اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين اللهم اللهم انصر من نصر الدين واخذل من خذل عبادك المؤمنين اللهم فرج هم المهمومين ونفس كرب المكروبين واخذ الدين على المدينين واشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعل هذا البلد آمنا وسخاء ورخاء يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة في الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين بعد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون واذكروا الله العظيم الجليل يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون جزاكم الله خيرا my brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for your patience May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for your attention. May Allah reward you for your good intentions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to increase you and protect you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you many more Fridays in Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you many more Laylatul Qads. I honestly uh, don't know how to express my thanks to every single one of you. So may I just make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he protects you and he grants you the best in every single moment of your life and every single moment of the hereafter. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Please go ahead and offer your prayers. And inshallah, we'll see you tonight at approximately 8.05, 8.10 p.m. Inshallah for KMA Sunset Live. Could be the last sunset of Ramadan. And then inshallah, we will be live tonight as well. We will have the announcement. Um, most likely, 
the moon will not be seen, but inshallah, we will post the announcement on our website and on our Facebook page, inshallah. And you can join us for Quran live tonight as well. And tomorrow we will have on Saturday, if uh, it's not Eid, inshallah, we will continue uh, with our final session of Ramadan live, uh, of Sunset Live, always very, very emotional when we have the last moments of Ramadan. I always wonder if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give me another opportunity to witness the month of Ramadan again or not, or if those will be the last moments. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue to bless us and protect, protect us. Ameen Arbal Alameen. Jazakumullahu khaira. Forgive me for my shortcomings. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.